The Nerd Chat, an Xbox podcast. It's a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Hosted by three BFFs, Daddy Duwali, Chipotle Bear, and Bubble Boy N7. And new intern, ex-Bacon Gaming. This is Cortana. And remember, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. As always, Spartans, see you online. Oh, hello, Daddy D. Wally here, and welcome to The Nerd Chat, an Xbox podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. This is episode 93, and this week we're going to be talking about, of course, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, Nintendo Direct, uh some weird search engine stuff and then finally some fun stuff in halo controllers game pass and maybe some xbox gear but joining me as always is the assistant to the co-host bully bear how are you i'm doing great man it's been a it was a crazy day today at work like the day itself other than that things have actually been going pretty good man and uh man i'm excited to talk about gaming i'm excited to talk about a show we've been watching and i i get back into hi-fi rush i know bacon finished it like Man, dude, it's just, it is a, for as much as last year was real dry, man, it has been a it's too much. Yeah, it's crazy. To this year. <laughs> this so is I'm, crazy. I'm yeah, yeah. This is crazy. And joining us is making his return is the assistant, the assistant of the co-host with the most hideous color combination I've ever seen on any jersey ever. Boo to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Bubble Boy in seven. Yeah. How are you? It, well, I I had I liked my camera the way it was earlier, but I was told it would be shut off if I didn't just have them a home jersey. But um, Super Bowl week, so good, and I I sorry your team sucks. That's all I can say. Thank you. And joining us as always is the assistant, or no, the intern to the assistant to the coast who just recently got fired, actually. But I'm not really sure why he's here. Uh, we'll discuss why he got fired earlier today, later in the show. X Bacon Gaming, how are you? Fellas, it was an incredibly busy today. Today with the NBA trade deadline, players moving. I was yeah, all that was over crazy. Twitter, getting hot. It was so good. So many players moved. But- Not good for the Nuggets. It's, they're still a number one team. It means nothing. They're great. I'm it's not saying there, there's way more talent in the West, so... Anyway. Oh, the, ten- the West got nasty, that's for sure. Well, let's get into some video games. All right, so let's jump into some TNC shout-outs, Jose. First shout-out, we just want to thank everybody who tuned in and checked out some of our new videos. If you didn't know, Jose and I, we produced some new content on the channel. We have a tour of Jose's recording slash gaming space. There's also my uh, Man Cave video up there. Uh, Supposedly, Bacon's got a Hi-Fi Rush video coming in hot. Um, So please tune in to our new videos and thank you for everyone who's checked them out shout out to matthew kennedy and nagashaka who liked the tweet on my video so shout out to those boys and everyone 
at the PS Trophy Room who's come over and checked out some of our stuff. And also speaking of the PS Trophy Room, I wanted to give them a shout out. They also had a recent rebranding, Jose, and I saw you saw that and liked that. So It, it looks good, dude. Yeah. I, I wonder... I wonder if it's for the same reasons or some of the reasons that we did because, hey, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, Grayson. Have a good night, buddy. Uh, I wonder if it was for some of the same reasons where, like, if they're looking to kind of expand their their brand and expand into some of their award stuff they were doing. And, like, at some point, they have to be careful about some of the visuals they use. So, anyway, it looks beautiful. Yeah. If you've never checked out, they, they really, truly, Joe and Kyle, have something special. Uh, in terms of their relationship and what they cover. And I I was actually listening to last week's episode because I was catching up. And, man, I just I really appreciate a lot of their candor with regards to all the negativity that's going on with some games. And even even in terms of, like, the fanboy stuff. So I really appreciate it. You should definitely check them out. And their brand is really dope. They got it right with the trophies, just like PlayStation should have actually done with their PlayStation Plus. <laughs> with the PlayStation Plus, exactly. <laughs> so shout out to those guys. And then we've got another huge... TNC shout out to Claire to Square Fountain. She wrote into us on our email. Jose, where can people write into us? They want to uh, you can in? always write into the nerd chat podcast at gmail.com. You can also write in all our DMs and of course on our YouTube channel. We've actually been getting a lot more engagement from our fans there, which is great, uh, which definitely helps with the algorithms, but also just nice to communicate and con- contact with people. So any of those platforms works. She wrote in and said, hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for the shout out on my engagement. That was so kind and I really appreciate it. I guess a guy who buys you your own Xbox to play Elden Ring on is certainly a keeper along with many other reasons. I downloaded Hi-Fi Rush. Personally, I'll probably like the great amount of tutorial in the beginning. Double uh, A game mechanics typically um, take a minute to pick up. Is that? It's supposed to be as game as okay, game mechanics. As game typically. mechanics typically I thought she was, I was like, she knows what a double A game is? My gosh, Claire. Uh, as game mechanics typically take me a minute to pick up. Haven't had time to play yet, but man, Game Pass is so awesome for someone like me who has minimal skill and is looking for new games to try. It really does make gaming so accessible. I, too, have been playing Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and was curious to see how it would adapt to console as I played it on PC for many years. I like the format, and I agree with Bacon that I'm beginning to like it better than clicking a mouse over everything. My goal is to play a skirmish as each nation. I personally found the campaigns irritating aside from the one that teaches you the mechanics. Maybe if I build up my skill enough, I'll try out the PvP. I never played The Last of Us, so I know almost nothing about it, but we've been watching the show too. I have trouble with it because apocalyptic stuff terrifies me, and I don't like the look of the fungus. But episode three, dot, 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 without spoilers, I hope I can say I've never seen a more realistic and pure love story. I sobbed and in no way expected to. Wow, HBO shows really knock it out of the park every time. It's very well done, and I'm hooked. Appreciate your show as always. See you online, Claire. Well, thank you so much for writing, Claire. You're absolutely right, though, about HBO. They do nail it out of the park. They are just such a high standard when it comes to their shows in every way. And although I don't necessarily agree with everything with The Last of Us, it is well made and I'm in, I'm enjoying watching it. It's like the show I am just watching by myself. But Claire, we will definitely be talking more about that later because we finally have Bubble Boy here to discuss some of it. 
And then one more quick shout out, shout out to Montas Hanafi for following us on Instagram, followed uh, TNC over there. So thank you so much for the follow. Boys, let's jump into some Xbox news for the news week. team assemble. And speaking of news team and having Bubble Boy there with his soundboard, Bubble Boy, take it away with this because I just I you already know how I feel about all of this. Yeah. So uh, from over at IGN. Um, and this one was coming from Ryan Dinsdale. Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal could harm gamers, says UK government. And I just can't not shake my head at this. So so the gist of it, I'll, I'll read the first paragraph and then a couple other things. The UK's government's Competitions and Markets Authority has said that Microsoft and Act Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard could harm gamers. Um, a little bit later on, cloud gaming was one significant reason for concern, as the CMA noted that Microsoft already accounts for 60 to 70% of this market. Adding the likes of Call of Duty to their current cloud offerings in an exclusive manner could alter the future of gaming and potentially harm UK gamers. The CMA said, adding that those who cannot afford or don't want to buy expensive hardware could be the most effective. And there is almost not a single point in what I just read that makes a goddamn bit of sense to me. Um, so I, the points I wanted to make, and then I'll toss it over to whoever is the most upset about it after me, is the, yeah, right? Like, so the the fact that um, they're saying gamers who can't afford or don't want to buy expensive hardware could be the most effective. Well, that's the point of cloud gaming. I'm not playing cloud games on my $500 Xbox Series X and my OLED TV. I'm playing it on my backbone, um, which costs $100. And, and I, Or I any guess. laptop that has a web browser. Everyone in the world has a phone, could I, access so cloud one, gaming. That one, for $10 a month. Um, and then the idea, and they put it in quotes, which... I guess I don't know if that just meant this this writer was quoting them, but alter the future of gaming and potentially harm UK gamers. I'm like, well, everything could anything could alter the future of gaming and it could also potentially help UK gamers. Like Jose said, what if Phil Spencer was like, hey, guys, we just realized uh, we don't really want to be in the mar uh, console market anymore. So we're just going to give consoles out for free um, and we're going to charge you for Game Pass. Like, how's that going to I just the idea of potentially harming there is no court of law that's going to let that be upheld under these restrictions right and and then lastly the 60 to 70% of the market that that apparently microsoft has um playstation craps on that all the time they're like well, we we don't need that like that's not what we're doing that's not our model so great they can't say they don't want it and then also argue that they don't have enough of it in the same breath I, the whole thing i know we're all tired of it i i hope we are on the eve or the edge of an actual answer moving forward i i just i couldn't not put this one on here because the other thing that it makes me think is that um because didn't you say jim ryan spends most of his time over there in england yeah he's always flying over to brussels he's obviously in bed with somebody over there i i, I just ugh. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll go quick before Bacon goes off on his rant. I just, I've been thinking about this lately, like realistically. Microsoft has already said Call of Duty will remain on PlayStation. 
at least 10 years. They're willing to, to guarantee that. Okay, who knows what the console space is even going to look like in 10 to 15 years? Who knows what the world is exactly. going to look like? <laughs> so it's all coming down to Call of Duty. It is not being taken away from anybody. And it is actually going to more platforms with Nintendo and Steam guaranteeing it. So looking at this objectively... With let's just assume that Microsoft is never going to put Call of Duty as an exclusive, which I don't see it being a benefit, and I don't even care if they never did either. That's fine. It makes so much money on other platforms. How is this not beneficial to gamers? I don't see the negatives to it. Having they can't even they're probably not even going to be able to have access to put it into Game Pass, so you're still going to have to buy Call of Duty normally. So more people are going to be able to play it. More people are going to be able to play other Activision Blizzard games in Game Pass at a, at a cheaper price. Games sh- will mostly continue to stay on other platforms unless Microsoft makes a new IP or is like, hey, this is going to be exclusive. Even if it is, like Chance said, you can play it on literally any other device and you don't have to buy an expensive $500 console like a PS5 or an Xbox Series X to do so. I just, I'm over it. I, I we're all assuming that everything Microsoft buys from them is going to be exclusive. It's probably not going to be that way. And even if it was call of duty, the main thing causing the major points of contention with everybody is going to remain multi-platform. I I just don't get it anymore. I'm tired of this and it would be much worse actually, in my opinion, if this deal doesn't go through, because then I think you see a Microsoft who will be buying crazy third-party exclusive deals, and that would piss off gamers. And then they'll then they're going to be in an even worse position because people will be like, "Oh, why is Microsoft doing this?" Because you didn't let them buy Activision Blizzard, and they would have stepped kept some of the things the status quo and maybe changed some things with other games. But Bacon, go ahead. I know this is your passion. Real real quick, because I I had one other thing. Sorry, and then because Bacon, I want to know what you thought of this too, or if you did enough research. What did the CMA have to say about um, Sony's uh, console price increase? Because that harms gamers, right? They have never mentioned it. Okay, exactly. So they're going to get upset about this, but they're not going to get upset about the price increase. They're they're assuming that Microsoft's ultimate plan is to raise the price of their console raise the price of game pass, make it less accessible. This statement is the single most tone deaf statement I've ever seen in my life. Their main argument here, and let's be real is it's going to harm Sony PlayStation gamers, right? What about the UK Xbox gamers who are not going to get this game in game pass? Why are they picking and choosing who they can or can't harm or PC players? How it, they're basically saying we're choosing PlayStation UK gamers over UK Xbox players who would benefit from this acquisition. How does that make sense in the realm of anything? No, we choose PlayStation. So Xbox UK gamers, you're just out in the cold. It is absolutely absurd to me that this is their statement. But um, I watched an interview with Bobby, Bobby Kotick the other day who has basically stated that Sony is no longer returning their phone calls nor Microsoft's phone calls. And you can't tell me they're not harming their relationship. So if this thing does not go through, I don't see how Activision investors would ever allow Sony to have the marketing rights for this game ever again because this temper tantrum that Jim Flying Lion dance moves 
Russell's loving Jim Ryan is putting them through. This is absolutely. But the thing is, before I completely lose my mind, they did the phase one investigation and then they said there were going to be a phase two. Microsoft said they were not going to come to the CMA with remedies until this statement came out. Now, this is basically this statement is based off of no remedies, no 10 year contracts or anything offered up. So while I'm infuriated with how bad this thing is written, now Microsoft can say 10 years, we're not raising our price of the Game Pass. We're offering it to these people, these people, these groups, this group, that group. So um, it seems like it's going to be a race to whoever uh, approves it first and can show that they're, you know, showing big tech what's up and if it's a cma or the eu or the ftc that says we reined in microsoft we got these concessions now we're going to approve it and it's just going to fall like dominoes um it's just it boils my blood thinking about how sony has gone about this they're not complying with the ftc subpoenas they're not given any information what are what are you hiding sony isn't that illegal right I guess because they're a Japanese company. Well, I don't if they know go if they to court, to they, they're going to have to give all that right. stuff. Yeah, so. I was going to say, Jose, closing thoughts. So, like, yes, <laughs> if it goes to court, I don't think. The, the, so, 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 I guess I should yeah. say Sony. Uh, the FTC so has a chance. Closing thoughts, Jose. I, I agree with all of you, and I, I share the same sentiments. It's just frustrating. But here's the silver lining that I see. Even in that article that Chance put in there, they said that they're expecting a final result from this CMA stuff by April 26th. So, the good news there is we have an end date, right? Now, granted, they could always push it back. They could. But even Kotick, and this was actually an article that just released on BGC about an hour ago, stated that he thinks that this whole deal will be wrapped up by July. He's like, you know, I, I think what we're finding out is it's kind of like, have you ever had an argument with someone who you knew they were wrong? And for a while, it was actually a good back and forth. And then towards the end, they knew they were losing. And so they just started being absurd where they were just like, you're, you're stupid. And you're like, okay, but that's not an argument. Let's, let's talk about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're mean. You don't, you don't like lemons, right? Like they just got crazy. That's like what's happening here. We're like, they won't return anyone's call. They're forbidding their executive team from making calls. And, and really, like Dan said and Bacon alluded to, it just takes a judge, a judge to be like, so you want to deal with Call of Duty? And they're like, yes, sir, we offer 10 years. And they're like, do they offer you 10 years? And they're like, well, yeah, but we just think they're going to, it's going to be bad. And like, but they offered you 10 years. Okay. You're out of here. Like, I mean, it's going to be that simple. I think it, when it comes down to it and I bacon, I agree with you. Um, you know, I know you talk about Hogue, shout out to Hogue. I was really looking forward to hearing his kind of play by play because he does actually know this world. And unfortunately that's just not the case, but he's doing better, which is great. Um, but I think, I think the silver lining here is that despite all the craziness, we're, we're getting somewhere, right? It's better than all of last fall where we were just like, we hear news and it was like, nothing was really founded. It was just conjecture everywhere. So um, overall, man, I think there's silver lining here and the good news, the best news is we still have a lot to play before July. So, uh, you know, we got plenty to keep us busy in the meantime. So, yeah. Let us hope the next time we talk about this, it will be something substantial and we can move on next story for the week. Nintendo had a direct and we are going to talk about some of uh, our reactions to uh, the was that today or was that yesterday? Yesterday's Nintendo Direct. And also, guys, I just wanted to get your quick reaction to 122 million Nintendo Switches have been sold. This puts it as the third best-selling console of all time. Do, I, how is this 
How is this possible, you guys? How is this happening? Who? Oh, I believe it. I, there's more people buying them now, and it's, it's how? The, why? Who, who? First of all, who doesn't have a switch at this point? I mean, 122 million. Second of all, I mean, I don't have one either, and I'm, I'm like, do I need to get one? Apparently, because I, how? No, and this, think about and maybe more than one of you is a closet Avatar fan, but Avatar is the best selling yeah, movie of all time, right. right? And what that doesn't mean anything. Does it like? Ugh, I mean, it, means it means it's well. Right. It means it was the highest grossing movie. Doesn't mean it was good. Doesn't mean the Nintendo Switch is good. It just means people spent a lot of money on it. So when the Switch came out, did you see this kind of success, Jose? No. So here's here, here's short answer. No, I didn't. But to be fair, that was because of what had happened with the Wii U, right? So like, you have to your historical context. The Wii was an incredibly popular console because it was in the era we were getting into the PS4. It wasn't and, even that good though. Like No, no, it, it wasn't. But again, you you're you're it's apples and oranges here. It wasn't good from the like pro gamer space with these hardcore titles, but it was great for like a family who doesn't know about gaming, a kid who wants to get into gaming, right? Because the parent goes to the store, are you going to spend 250 on the Wii? Are you going to spend 400 on the other consoles? Well, probably the 250. Oh, and grandma can play. Oh, and it's physical and we're all losing weight Jose, together. Like the switch. You're saying the I, was Wii? Talking, I was talking about the Wii. Okay. So I'm saying, but I'm and saying, did anybody actually lose weight with that no, thing? No, but it's, it's about the, it's about the public. I mean, maybe maybe a couple of people did. Jared, the subway guy, but like, it was it was about the context. So then, when the Wii U came out and it was basically a giant disaster, like it was supposed to be this huge thing and it was terrible. The Switch seemed like a floundering idea. Um, but I think this is just my quick humble opinion. I think the reason why the Switch did so well is because it captured the mobile market before there was a mobile market, right? So like, you talk about the era of like the Vita. You talk about the era like the, that was. The Vita. I would argue that the Vita thing. was already a very good and competent system. But I played was, the entire. It was also it was much incredible. more expensive, and there weren't nearly as I many titles. Much more, much more. I don't think it was. And so, so anyway, the long story short, I didn't see the Switch being as big. You know, here's the end of the day. I love Nintendo. Granted, I'm, a, I'm an Xbox guy now, but I still have a lot of love and respect for Nintendo. And I, I'm with you, Dan, that I think some of these games are just overhyped nostalgia because we just love them from when we were kids, and when we actually play them, we're like okay, it was cool, but like, I'm back to my other games now, you know, but I, I still applaud them. You know, I, I, I don't have a Switch anymore. We sold it because we bought an Xbox Series S for the girls instead, but I would be lying if I didn't see like some of these and I was like, ooh, like, the, you know what the craziest one is? And I, we're going to talk about all of them was the Game Boy, the like Super <laughs> Mario Land 2, the six golden just coins. Milk uh, and drain, was, Jose, in every way they can right there. Get I don't you have on one. I got rid of it. I'm just saying like that, that in of itself, that one title yeah, would have exactly. been, been like... Ooh, maybe I Did you see that, Jose? Hats? Bubble Boy Vita launched at two fifty, so less expensive than the Switch. The Switch is two ninety nine. Still is two. No, I was talking about the Wii at the time, though. The Wii, not the well, Switch. You said this launched the 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 Vita was too expensive when it launched, and it was You're less. Right. I, I, I was wrong, but I'm saying they also didn't have the catalog that the Switch had immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's just my opinion. I, I, who knows? I'm not an analyst. I'm just a dude in my basement drinking a beer right now. So yeah, let's. Uh, anyway, making chance. What do you think? Do you have any thoughts, Bacon, or do you want to move on to actual games that were? Well, I, I was talking to my little brother about this last night, who's apparently a huge Switch honk, and he is utterly geeking out about Zelda. And I was trying to tell him that there's more technology in his iPhone than there is in that Switch. And I said, you just get a backbone. You already have Game Pass. Um, he just won't budge. He And he not 
not flinching at the price of that game at all. He's $70, no achievements. It's just, if I've given, I bought in two Switch, tw- Switches and I played less than 50 hours combined on both of them, sold them both. I had a Steam Deck and I sold it. Mobile gaming is probably just never going to be for me. My biggest problem with the Switch has always been the graphical fidelity. I spent $1,600 on a 4090 to play max frames and all that. So I'm a different kind of person. I just look at the switch and the, 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 the FPS and the, and, and the graphical fidelity. And I almost like I lose my want to play it. I love Mario. If, if they came out with a home console with 4k, like the olden days and gave you an option, you either buy the new switch yeah. or you buy the, you know, the home console, the I would buy the home game console. cube. Right. I would buy it in two seconds and be playing Mario like I was nine again. But it's just, uh, I, I don't ever want to knock Switch fans, but they are a loyal, loyal bunch, yeah. man. They they will go to war with you. So yeah. good, on, good on Nintendo. They've been doing it longest. So Yeah, I mean, I think that's summed up. You summed it up best right there. So Nintendo fans are just loyal, and they're, maybe we're just not the audience. I think we've said that multiple times. So, I mean, we're clearly not. But like, there's a part of me that wants to play this new Zelda because I did play Breath of the Wild. But I also thought Breath of the Wild was overrated, empty, and some very uh, questionable gameplay mechanics in that game, like the stamina bar that would always run out too quickly, the breakable weapons. But um, did anybody have any games that um, that piqued your interest at all from the announcement? So I'll just go through them really quickly. We got another Breath of the, or sorry what is it called tears of the kingdom trailer hey we're just going to reuse that world and put you in the sky so uh, it's going to be another open world with nothing going on people were losing their minds for metroid prime remastered but i hear like how well does this run this is a again this game is super old did they actually do anything besides upscale it i mean i'm happy that there's new controls like i'm not gonna lie like this interests me but it's 40 dollars guys this game is $40 and it's not like a remaster or remake like Dead Space where you can clearly see the production value put into this. This is this looks like a port with some upscaling. Um, then we've got Pikmin 4. Hey, I mean, I've drafted that. I know it's coming out, so that's good for me. That's, that's on my fantasy critic league. Uh, that was the biggest news for me. Uh, Splatoon 3 is getting an expansion pass. I hear Splatoon is cool, but the online is really not that good. Then, like Jose said, we've got <laughs> Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, which is cool. But, I mean, cool. Advance Wars has a release date. Samba de Amigo, Party Central got a trailer. Ghost Trick. Uh, Etrian Odyssey is coming to Switch. And anybody have any reactions to this, or were you just kind of like, oh, that's Nintendo? Besides, I guess just Jose. I, ahead, I feel bad for Nintendo fans. I really do. Like in the same way that I would, I, I, I'm not trying to pile on here, I promise, but like I genuinely want the Broncos to start doing better so that rivalry can be back. It, it's not fun the way it is right now. And it's been a long, um, road i know for you all and it like it's the same thing with nintendo and it's not because of this lineup right i'm sure there's exciting games that people have on here i just i genuinely feel like nintendo has 
a blatant disrespect for their very, like you said, loyal fan base. And they, they continue to show it in my opinion, by the way that they put things out like this. Backwards compatibility and remastered milking them. Yeah. What they're saying is like, it doesn't matter. We're going to just keep putting this stuff out there because you all are going to just keep buying it. Right. It's, it's like the same. It reminds me a lot of the Monforts and the Rockies. They don't care if the baseball's any good because the people going downtown going to the party will keep going. Right. And so they're like, why would I spend more money when you all keep giving me your money? And, and it's just true. That's a good point. Chance. Like you're absolutely right. Like there's no reason that, the Metroid game should be $40. That should be like 20, 25. The Game Boy stuff it could have easily been a free, like, hey, uh, uh, not shadow drop. What's the word? Um, just like a free, uh, the Nintendo expansion pass. pass. Yeah. Or, or, and with the Game Boy stuff, why can't I just play these games? But, but to me, it makes sense. Or why couldn't I just buy these? Why can't I buy any of these on backwards compatibility? The Switch can run any Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Like, that shouldn't be an issue. But the reason why it makes sense business-wise is this is how they get you into paying that monthly subscription or yearly pass for the online stuff. Like that's got to give them credit on the business front. So Jose, closing thoughts on Nintendo. I Again, I Nintendo, I mean, I've got a Super Nintendo right back there. That's, that, that got me into gaming. I love Nintendo, but for some reason when I see this stuff, I, it just doesn't appeal to me. Even Breath of the Wild, like... The game's gonna be empty and people are gonna praise it like it's gonna get tens. And who drafted that? Was that you bacon? Like it's just and it's not we're gonna play it. Someone's gonna play it and be like, dude, there are so many other games that do everything about this better, like Elden Ring. Like I'd even argue that some of the open world Assassin's Creed. I remember I played Breath of the Wild and then I played Assassin's Creed Origins right after. And I'm like, these games are incredibly similar, but Assassin's Creed Origins is so much better and for so many different ways. And Jose, closing thoughts. You know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dan, and I'm going to parlay into what you said. The truth is these are just not games for us anymore. And anyway, there are adults that are super into them. And again, good for them, man. I, it, it, the way that I look at this is it doesn't hurt me to have Nintendo making these games for other people. Like it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Again, I don't have a Switch. And I, and I think the part that I have to remember, again, just thinking about historical context is like when I got into gaming, because it was all th- also through the SNES like Dan, my parents knew I wanted a video game console and it was really between the Genesis or the SNES. And why did they choose the SNES? Because as a parent looking at the face value of the games, they look much more wholesome. They look much safer, right? They're not as violent. And so it's like, well, I don't know about this gaming thing. And I've heard all these things, but from the news and like, well, let's just get him the cartoony one. That, that is really the aesthetic that Nintendo has played into and continues to play into. And again, that's not a bad thing. You know, speaking for myself now as a father and gamer of, 30 years, right? Like I, I know better to know that there are actually cool games and even sometimes better games on Xbox, on PlayStation. And so I am willing to do that, but there are still for as many gamers as there are out there, there are still a healthy number of parents and kids trying to get into this space. And so you, you still need this, you know what I'm saying? You still need a place to, to have this thing happen. Um, because the unfortunate truth is when, when sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when kids jump right into an Xbox or a PlayStation, bad things do happen in the form of playing games that are inappropriate or like the online interactions which are inappropriate. And so this is this is a little bit of, of I think, a safe haven in that. And so I'm very, I still respect it a lot. Now, to answer your other question, Dan, again, I'm not going to pick any of these up because I just don't have a Switch, right? And I do agree with you. I think a smart move for Nintendo 
I don't know if they would ever do it. And it may be the Japanese thing. I don't know. I wish they would sell individual games on like the iOS store. Like if they put anywhere. Oh my God. Just swimming in money. I pay, I would pay 10 bucks for that legitimately to play that game again on my phone because I loved it so much as a kid. You know, if they released Metroid Prime as a playable thing, I'm sure, I'm sure an iPad could run Metroid Prime. That sounds crazy, but like, that's a, I think that's a market that they are just not tapping into, and I would lo- I would love them to do that. Now, I again, I don't think they will, but you know, for all these people that were super excited, I'm happy for them. You know, again, these are these are titles we know they're titles that are well loved. I've played a lot of earlier versions of these games, and they were great. You know what I'm saying? I just I also think I also heard a lot of banter on the internet that said we were kind of expecting a Switch too. Right. Like we kind of thought that was coming in the wake all of this. And it could still be for the record, but they don't do directs that often. So I think we're talking about maybe early summer at the at the earliest right now. And it's just time. They need they need that mid-cycle refresh. I mean, it has been a very long time since the Switch came Closing out. Closing on so that. Do you guys think that Nintendo's going to just do a more powerful Switch next? Or do you think they're going to go back to a standard console? I think they're going to stick with this model. I think they've done too well with it. And it's 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 their own niche right now, and so why not capitalize mm-hmm. that? I think I imagine like a switch two is what I think is going to happen, but that's just me. Yeah, that's their niche, and they know, but they know they're getting dominated by the Steam Deck and performance right now, so they know they have to do something. Um, but that's that's their lane. They're going to stay mobile as much as I hate it. Uh, Bubble Boy, what do you think? I could see them continuing the switch for a couple of generations and maybe offering at some point an upgraded version of it. Um, but I would like to see more of a console, uh, not just a handheld type thing yeah. that they do in conjunction, not like the X and S, but yeah, I was thinking, of, why not like that? Have a powerful, well, one. but I'm saying like it in that there's two and, but, but the X and the S aren't a whole lot different from one another right there are differences um but i'm i'm talking like like the switch is the handheld it's the dedicated yeah. handheld it doesn't have the docking thing anymore um and then they go to the a switch you is the more yep, powerful like one that. yep <laughs> so yeah who knows what crazy name they're going to come with but uh let's move on to the next story for the week and this is kind of random but i did want to discuss it with you guys and I'm uh, actually changed. I, I went away from the Microsoft uh, post, and I'm actually on TheVerge.com right now. And this is coming from James Vincent. Microsoft announces a new Bing and Edge browser powered by upgraded chat GPT AI. Microsoft has announced a new version of its search engine Bing powered by an upgraded version of the same AI technology that underpins chatbot chat GPT. GPT. The company is launching... Uh, the product alongside a new AI enhanced with alongside new AI AI enhanced features for its Edge browser, promising that the two will provide a new experience for browsing the web and finding information online. It's a new day in search, said Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella in an, an event announcing the products. Nadella argued that the paradigm for web search hasn't changed in decades. He's got a point. But that AI can deliver information more fluidly and quickly than traditional methods. The race starts today and we're going to move fast, Nadella said. Most importantly, we want to have a lot of fun innovating again in search because it's time. Uh, Microsoft says these features are all powered by an upgraded version of chat of GPT 3.5. The AI 
OpenAI language model that powers ChatGPT. Microsoft calls this the Prometheus model and says it's more powerful than uh, GPT 3.5 and is able to answer search queries with up-to-date information and annotated answers. So I wanted to bring this up because, guys, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea what any of this is. Jose Bacon, can one of you please explain to me like I'm five? I I remember somebody sent something about, I think it was Snelling in the nerd chat about how are we going to combat chat GPT and schools and all this stuff. And I was like, what the heck is Snelling talking about? Jose, take it away. What is going on with the search engine? So a couple to answer a couple of small questions and then we'll get to the big one. So so chat GPT is a modern, relatively new AI bot, if you want to call it that program that has come out that it basically helps generate text. Uh, and, and it's, it's freeware, meaning that you can like, anyone can download it, anyone can play with it. And that's actually by design because the goal is that by getting people's input and gathering people's feedback, that it gets better and smarter. That's like what machine learning is. Um, and I, and, and I, you know, all jokes aside, I know we joke about like Skynet and the end of game and end of days and stuff like this that. Is I mean, it, it, it is a little bit to be fair, but, um, you know, as, as an example, my, um, one of my calculus teachers, his name's Mr. Muldrow. He's a fantastic dude. He actually made a whole poem about calculus on chat GPU. And by made it, I mean, he literally went to the search engine and said, write a poem about calculus. And the, the bot wrote this, like literally like four stands a poem about calculus that was pretty, it made pretty much perfect sense, which is Ty insane. Tying into that, I, I saw Jez Cordy, you know, Windows guy, he's, he asked yeah. the thing to pray, to say a prayer for him. I read the prayer, insane. Like it has how how it has such a good concept of what a a pastor would say to somebody who says, "Please pray mm -hmm. for me." I was like, "This is incredible." I was I even texted him like, "This is impressive." And then I also saw somebody saying, "I'm resigning." Oh, it was Tom Warren? I think said, "I'm resigning." Please write a letter of resignation because mm -hmm. AI is taking over my job. And scary how this thing wrote it. So sorry, go ahead. Jose. No, you're right. And, and, and here's the fundamental, like basic of how it works. So for many years, for literally a decades now, when you go to any search engine or in any program, the way that search works is what's called Boolean search. It was, it's very old. And it basically is fundamentals of like character recognition and the use, the use of like quotations and hash marks in your string, like what you're searching, your, what you're typing in to get you an answer. So for example, like if I go to Google and I say, um, like if I'm trying to solve a problem on my Mac and I say like, shut down error 501 um, video issue, right? What I'm doing is I'm trying to feed information to the search engine so that when it goes onto the web, it's looking for error codes for Mac computers that are causing issues with, issues with video, and then it's giving me those results. And sometimes it works pretty good. I mean, truly it does. Google is, is a pretty awesome algorithm, and it's obviously gotten better over time. And anyone that's tech savvy enough to know how to work with some of those Boolean strings can can manipulate it. So like you guys might know the trick where if you if you need a specific term to show up in a, in what you're searching for, you put it in quotes, right? Like that means only give me things that have specifically that word in it. Or like if you want two words, you put the two words with a plus sign in the middle and then you get you get that kind of stuff. Um like that that's how search works. What is different about AI and machine learning is that instead of having to use those boolean things the, the computer is using all of the known information on the internet and everything you feed it to develop better models for giving you res like responses. And so here's how I can explain it to you that will make a little bit of sense. Um, when when th there's a lot of these really cool things that are actually for like drawing right now, like if you go to YouTube and you type in like AI generated logos, 
it is actually pretty scary how good it is. I saw this example in Discord where this guy used this bot and he basically said, give me a logo for a coffee company named Wolfman Coffee and it, I want it minimal. And literally within seconds, they were pretty cool examples of these like werewolves and stuff that look like a Starbucks logo and stuff. Guys, All how do you think our Nerd Chat logo was created? AI. I assumed, I assumed you did it in Microsoft Paint over 18 hours. Correct. <laughs> um, and it and it is really cool stuff. And and I, you know, the the hard part is it's not perfect. And even some of the logo stuff, a lot of the text is really messed up. So even though the visual aesthetic looks good, you still have to have someone who's tech savvy enough to go in and edit it visually and that kind of stuff. But it's it is definitely the wave of the future. And and the concern that I think Snelling brought up is a very valid one in school. Is like if you've ever heard of photo math, Bogus was talking about it. Photo math is literally an app on your phone that's free that you can literally take a picture of a math problem and it will give you the answer because it's able to recognize through like contrast recognition software what the actual problem is, then solve it because it's probably a pretty easily solvable problem in the internet and then give you an answer. And and it's been a problem already for a couple of years, especially in the pandemic. And you know, the the first kind of tier level of how to solve it is you have kids show their work. Like it's a pretty obvious thing where like against answer, like, hey, can you show me how you got that? And they're like, no. Right. Like that's a pretty obvious that they cheated to get there. But where it gets harder is like with Chat GPU, what's to stop a kid from being like, I need an essay on imperialism from the 1860s in Portugal. And this thing could spit out something that is pretty damn good. And oh, for our the- teachers have played with that. Have you guys like one of our our college CCA philosophy teachers? Um, was like it wrote in the, an incredible essay for my class that absolutely would have been an A kind of thing. Like yeah. it's, and it's and and the scary part is not so much. I mean, there there we will find workarounds. Like that is our job, right? In education, if we we have to be able to move with the times, just like when the first the calculator was first invented, and we were like, that's it, it's over. We're never having math again. We have four function calculators. We've obviously adapted. That will have to happen here. But it, but it does present problems that we just never thought we'd have to deal with. Um, and it's and it is exciting, and it also can be very helpful. It's just new. You know what I'm saying? And so it's 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 going to trip up a lot of people, and it's going to get a lot harder before it gets better. But it's it's also pretty fascinating that they have this kind of technology and that it's open source and it is taking over the world, man. So Bacon, I didn't mean to talk too much. What what do you think, man? Um, I do watch um, Linus Tech Tips a lot, and he messed around with it, and he asked it to give him instructions on how to build a computer, and it was pretty good. There was a couple things that um, all of us to do would change, and then he also had him write a sponsor spot for one of their sponsors for their show. And I'm just like, what? Um, so maybe I'll have it right. My hi-fi. Rush there you go. For me just to see. But um, when you, when you think about it, it, it's, it is the wave of the future and it's, you know, it shows how we're progressing in, in um, tech these days. But on this day, February 7th, this um, Skynet has become self-aware. self-aware. Yep. There it is. Remember this date. Uh, totally there. Before, quickly, is, is this enough technology for you to switch from Google and to use Bing? <laughs> Hell no. Um, <laughs> but but it is very cool. And, and, and the truth is, even though Bing is maybe the first one out there, um, it will it's going to be part of every search engine if it's not already. The one thing I just wanted to finish with, it's a very cool piece. I just learned this recently from another friend of mine. You know when you're on Google and you have to do a CAPTCHA? It's like the thing where like they're verifying that you're human. Did you know that actually the way they verify that you're human is with the mouse cursor? Like that's really all the program needs to know that you're human. But the reason why they have you click the pictures, because I didn't know this, you only have to click one correct picture. 
you don't have to click all of them. Like if it says like crosswalk and you click Didn't like six that. because you're trying, you only have to click one. But do you know why? Any of you know why? No, it's obviously because not because I've been it's trying the, to ace those <laughs> tests for years. It's something with the bot, how the bot responds to it. It's because they're actually training the AI, the machine, for self-driving cars. That's why all the images are always like the street and lights and bridges and boats <laughs> and stuff is because they're teaching self-driving no cars. Way. How to I swear. No way. Look it up, how does that teach it up? Because identify it's, it's, the it's a human identifying Identify the lights. And so a computer says, okay, this is how we know. So this is a crosswalk. This is not. This is a light. This is not. Right. And so it's it's using all the data. And how many captures do you do in a day, let alone a month? And you multiply that out, all that data that it's gathering for self-driving technology, like literally I, my mind was blown. Like I could not believe it. Makes me and feel I, icky. And I tested it. You only have to click one. I was, I was like, no way. BS. You have to absolutely click them all. He's like, nope, you don't. And I was like, Mind blown. Well, now Mind you blown just say me five seconds every day. Thank there you. you go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Chance, do you have any thought, closing thoughts on the chat GPT? <laughs> I mean, chat GPT, yeah, but that's for a different show. The the Bing stuff, It's we're never going to start binging things. I'm sorry, Microsoft. I love you, but I do we're going to be my Googling rewards. stuff for... Well, exactly. Okay, and past that, eh. All right. Well, let's close the show with, or sorry, the news this week with some fun news. And these are going to be quick, fun stories. Um, I just wanted to announce that Halo has another event. The Noble Intention event is now live uh, through February 21st. There's a free 10 tier event pass for your Mark V B armor core. I already, oh guys, I already got it done. It was really easy to do, and it was. I Jose, got one left. Jose, it was fun left. this time. Have you been playing those new maps? So tying uh, into new that, maps are dope, dude. So, so okay, good. so yeah, so community collection playlist has launched as well. So these are new maps that are created from the from the community through Forge. And I wanted to shout them out and announce them right here. So the first one is Absolution, credits Anvil Prime 52, saves me 6464, and Bob is here, Absolution. And then we have Perilous. Perilous is from Psychamikaniko, Whose Blaze, Unknown Emerald, uh, T-Dub Fed, and Bubba. And this is a direct uh, while not a direct remake of the iconic lockout, many areas of this map carry the elements. And sorry, the first one, uh, Absolution has similar aspects of a few different maps from Halo 2, Sanctuary, and Guardian. And I was going to say, the Absolution one, definitely at times where I'm like, is this supposed to be like Garden Guardian? So it's very cool that they're picking maps that have ties to other areas. And I could see the lockout one in uh, Perilous. And then Salvation. Jose, Salvation is my favorite one, hands down. Credit to Black Picture, Infinite Forges, Hofstra, and T-Dub Fed 1. Uh, Damnation from Halo Combat Evolve sees a fresh coat of banished paint and a beautifully revamped industrial aesthetic and a vast cavern. Hands down, my favorite one is the Damnation remake. I had a clip I did the other night. I'll have to show it to you guys. The very cool map there. Uh, the next one is Starboard. Credit to Pone Jones, the Hooded Man Z, Bisutox, the Meta Chief, <laughs> Hitbox Unknown, and Max Extra. This is just the B. Uh, oh, sorry. It says all hands have been summoned to battle stations on this stunning UNSC effied uh, spiritual remake of Halo 2's midship. So I, I think I've played that one. I, I don't know, Jose, if I've. 
I think I've played them all, but uh, tell me what you thought of these maps and the battle pass and everything. Uh, and the battle pass is is pretty easy. I did nine tiers of it last night. I have one left. I just it was late. And I was like, I got to go to bed. It's an easy one to get. Um, my favorite is actually the perilous one um, because really? it's like it's basically like two levels and stairs and just like I played um, domination on it and it was really it was like fun to bounce around and move and people were like taking shortcuts. It was awesome. Um, I do like Salvation too. I played a lot of that map. I learned that one the quickest in terms of where the guns were and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't love how vertical it is. That's my only complaint because ah, like, you shoot so good. straight up and down a lot. Um, but dude, I, I will just say it makes me really a little bummed that we didn't have more maps faster in Halo because like having the four brand new maps to just start jumping and playing on. And I still like the other maps too. It was just very, so it was fun. truly a blast, exciting. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I don't know where to go. And Oh, yeah. I'm getting destroyed over here. But then you'd, you'd figure some stuff out and you go on a couple of these like streaks and stuff. And I, you know, I guess what it made me hope is that whatever we move to, if we truly move to unreal five for the, whatever comes forward with halo, whatever comes down the road, I hope that they have forge ready to go at launch because I think that could solve a lot of problems because literally these were community created. And the truth is when you play them, it is unbelievable how good they are just in terms of structure, how they look, how they play the extra environment. Like they look legitimately like they came from three, four, three straight up. They do. Um, so I, I give a huge plot to them. It's super fun. If you have not jumped back into Halo, it is well worth it, even just to check out these four maps. Bubble Boy, you you probably pass on this. Or... I mean, I, I eventually hope to. My backlog is absolutely atrocious right now. It's just growing and growing and growing. And Bacon, I was actually thought about inviting you. Then I, I this was so much fun. I, I it was almost to the point where sorry, Bacon. I think I was, but I was like, I was just having so much fun. I just kept playing map after map. Jose, I like what you said though about how how these do feel like they could have been made by 343 they they play incredibly great my only critique though is on the damnation remake that i was mentioning when you go through that portal there's like a weird delay you don't just like automatically go through uh-huh. you kind of like push up against it second. and there's like a yeah. split second before it takes you over i'm sure that's something with the forge and, and and that i'm sure it can be tuned but that was my only critique of all of it so bacon will you play this at all or are you going to jump into elder scrolls online with me or destiny 2 for our online multiplayer. actually i'll probably play that tonight because it actually sounds really it, fun, it was so. a lot of fun uh, if you played yeah, it, i, I will play with you it's it okay. is really cool me with too. those maps um okay let's close or no next story and guys these controllers so journey to deep space with the stellar shift special edition wireless controller from daniel Ruiz over at xbox wire guys i have to say this controller is a banger slanger, and this might be my new favorite. I tweeted at Xbox saying, like, please add this to the Elite Series 2 and a normal design lab. This controller is incredible. I wish it was just a little bit more purple than blue, but maybe it's because of when the light's reflecting on it. It is super cool, and I didn't see. Do you get this special dynamic background when you get the controller? Oh, no. I I think I'm going to have to buy it then. Ugh. Anyway, so there is a new controller. Daddy Diwali is probably going to have to buy it because, you know what? This might have to be Maddie's controller. She likes blue and purple. Those are her favorite colors. I'll say I'm getting it for her, but for real, it's just going to be for me and uh, to get that dynamic background. And then Bubble Boy, uh, tell me about this mystery bag bundle on the, your favorite your favorite store. 
Yeah, the Xbox Gear Shop has a new item, and for $59.99, you can buy a mystery bag bundle that comes with one collectible, one t-shirt, one pin, and one keychain. I'm certainly not going to ask you guys to all buy it, but I do think it'd be really fun if we all bought one and opened them on air um, together, and just to see, like, hey, who got what, and um i especially since i just won all that fantasy football stuff and still have a little cash i think i have to maybe you should yeah there we go yeah i i think i have to buy this um i i'm a little worried that i'm gonna help you get a grounded t-shirt well that's what i was gonna say like there's like of the hundred t-shirts like 95 of them are awesome and I, i i just like i have this horrible feeling that i'm gonna get the one terrible one um, but I still, I, you know, you're gonna need a pentiment one. There we go. That's what you're yeah, which would actually be pretty funny. I'd be like, okay, where's the camera in my house? But, um, well, I already know where all of them or best are. Fit, best case you get a hellblade one. That'd be cool. Right. And it would just Another be it's really exciting. One, you know. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I need to, you're the it. gambling man. So it only I'll, makes sense exactly. to, to get one. I'll do it. I'll do it with a chance. I don't awesome. have enough. I don't have enough memorabilia. So awesome. Well and there, it. and it it says if you if you buy it um they'll start shipping out tomorrow um and it says estimated arrival date anywhere between sunday and thursday so So we should be able to get them in time for the show so nice me and bacon right now awesome i would chance but i'd rather put that 60 dollars towards that n7 led well see and i honestly like that was when i saw this i was like okay well since i'm not gonna buy the n7 ld it just jose it just wasn't big enough for my taste just wasn't that's the LED is not very yeah. big. Uh, but. Um, no, I know, but I was like, well, since I'm not gonna buy that, I think I gotta buy this. Uh, throwing it back to the controller, by the way, you do get a special dynamic background only tied to the controller. That's cool. I saw some stuff saying, do you guys think this has any connection to Starfield because of the galaxy, no. or is this no? Okay, just wanted to throw that out. All right, let's close the news with our favorite segment. Oh, sorry. Out of sock, sold out. <gasps> Did you get oh. that too, Bacon? No, maybe for your size. I'm looking at large. Add to cart. Mine says check out. Yeah, mine says check out too for large. For large? Well, yeah, I, I did understand. extra large. I'm a big boy. So yeah, big. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Let me I work out figuring this out here. Yeah, I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. All right. I lift, <laughs> I lift a lot. Closing the show with coming soon to Game Pass for February 8th, 2023. The Megan Spur community lead over at Game Pass. Guys, right now we can pretend the Broncos are good and play Madden NFL 23. Uh, it is available now on console and uh, PC through EA play. So maybe that's the only way I can have fun watching football again. Uh, you also have SD Gundam battle Alliance cloud console and PC on today, Mount and blade Two banner Lord cloud console and PC on February 14th. And then we have city skylines remastered cloud and Xbox series S and X. I believe this was on game pass before it's coming back. I think I, be- I believe I see, um, What's the guy? Who's the guy who peed in your room, Jose? Uh, McLean. I think I see. <laughs> I think I see McLean playing this all the time. So I'm pretty sure he bought this. And then Bacon was losing his mind about this next one: Shadow Warrior Three Definitive Edition Cloud Console and PC on February 16th. 
Bacon, have you played? I, I, I haven't played any of game. these. Oh. I hear it's. I hear it's really good. Chance, did yeah, you I've play heard, one of them? I know I've heard they're yeah. decent. I think I didn't. I think but it looks said intriguing. It was good. Uh, I'll just read the the description. Trek across a mythic Asian land infused with magic, technology of ancient samurai, now overrun by the demonic yokai from Japanese folklore. Experience the definitive edition of Shadow Warrior 3 with tons of new features and modes, with fast-paced gunplay, razor-sharp melee combat, and a spectacular free-running movement system. I mean, I like the wall-running and free-moving stuff, so maybe I'll have to check this out. I don't know. I, I do believe Bacon, or not Bacon, Bogus had said that this was was a decent game well actually never mind here we go this is what i'm waiting for at the end of the month atomic heart cloud console pc february 21st available day one with game pass in a mad and sublime utopian world take part in explosive encounters adapt your fighting style to each opponent and use your environment and upgrade your equipment to fulfill your mission if you want to reach the truth You'll have to play in blood. Who drafted that? Was that you, Jose? Oh, Tom uh, on, on Fantasy Critic? Yeah. I yeah. 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 Okay. So Jose had everything that comes out before March. Wow. <laughs> like his entire roster. Who's in first place right now? Well, you, you. I mean, oh, gosh, you're going to win it all. Don't I, mean, hate I, don't see, I don't see how I'm you saying. don't win it at this point, to be honest. Uh, game updates, Wild Hearts. There's an early trial coming in on that. Fallout 76. There's a bundle. You can get Elder Scrolls Online, a Dragon Slayer bundle. And then leaving on February 15th. Oops, you only got a few more days to play, play these. Besiege. Oh, no, you guys. Crossfire X is leaving Game Pass and the world forever. Infernax. I do wish I would have played this. Dang it. That's leaving. Recompile. I believe Chance played that. Skull, the Hero Slayer, and the Last Kids on Earth are all leaving on February 15th. Guys, that has been the Xbox news for the week. Do we want to get let's let's go into what have we been playing and or watching? Bubba Boy, you've been here for a while. What have you been playing and or watching? Well, well, actually, we'll um, save the Last of Us talk for after what we've been playing. Okay, so I we actually also we started Limitless, um, which is that show with Chris Hemsworth on on Disney Plus, and it's fascinating if you like him at all or just want something a little bit different. Um, it's it's incredible. We've we've really enjoyed that, Ashley and I. Um, been playing Dead Space. Just finished my New Game Plus run tonight, so all I have left to do is the Impossible run. Um, and it was fantastic. I, that game I loved, it deserved the, the 90, I think that Jose got for it on our fantasy critic. Um, it's still, I even know what's going to be coming and it's scary to me. And bacon was texting us about the part he's at. Um, and I was just like, it was still tense. Even when I knew what I needed to do for that, it was still tense. So I, I thought it's been really, really well done. Um, probably, if I had to pick between that or the Resident Evil 2 remake, I'm going with the Resident Evil 2. Um, but I loved that we live in a world where I got both and got to enjoy both. Um, and then also trying to get through pieces of Hi-Fi Rush. Um, 
I, I kind of talked a little about my critiques of it, that it's, it's way too much handholding. Um, and I'm through the second boss right now. And I still like, I just want to play the game. I want to pick it up and I want to keep playing it, but there's so much stopping in it. But that is the only critique because everything else about it has been fantastic. Um, and then finally, I am very close to getting my thousand out of thousand on uh, vampire survivors as well. Very cool. I'll jump in here because I've also been playing Hi-Fi Rush. I'm loving it. Uh, it continues to impress me. I don't feel like it stops me very much. I, I didn't even think it was that bad in that first level because you kind of have to learn the mechanics. Like I'm still learning new mechanics now and I'm fine with them briefly explaining it to me. But I had a point last night, guys, where I was like, F this game. And I wanted to quit. And I almost did rage quit last night. I texted Bacon late last night. You fought a specific boss and you have to parry the entire time, basically. I don't know why my parries are not playing or working. I died so many times and I seriously consider just being like, F this game. And it just almost ruined everything for me because of the parrying. So uh, having said that, I got through it. I don't know how. I still don't know. I still don't comprehend the parry system. I know you're supposed to do it on the certain beats and movements that it gives you right beforehand. I feel like I'm doing it, but maybe I need to talk to you guys about the parrying. Um, and maybe it's also because I'm playing on hard. That might be, I'm guessing that's probably a, one of the reasons why I, it, it did give me so much trouble, but uh, still very completely impressed with that game. And then played some Warzone. And Halo had a blast with Halo. Also, shout out Bacon and I. We finished the Witch Queen campaign. Campaign finally, we we did it. Now Bacon's like, I'm never gonna play that game again. Even though he was all about it when we were playing at first, getting into that loot grind. But it's so weird with Destiny, you guys. Sometimes I feel like this is so much fun, and then sometimes I'm like, What am I doing? Why am I? Why am I playing? You guys this? are writing it off until Lightfall comes out, and then you'll be like, "Well, I'm gonna jump back in." <laughs> I'm not. I can't play full price for Lightfall, but I don't know if Bacon does. So, Bacon, since you played co-op with me, what what have you been playing? It. Wait, before I move on, when you're doing the parry, when the circle comes in, that's when I'm supposed to start the pattern that I just heard. Correct? Am I understanding this no, correctly? You're supposed to hit it right on the yellow line inside the solid yes. line inside. yes and then, and then the I, shadow yes yeah. in and in, after it goes through the shadow right when the circle hits that's when i start the pattern i feel like the pattern i'm doing i'm not quick enough even though i'm going at the same tempo that they show me so maybe so the funny maybe this is a hard thing but i guys i was losing my freaking mind i was like this is worse was, than the elden ring boss but anyway i was going to mention this in my review that um when i'm playing with macron and trying to bash through a wall on my controller, I can't do it. Oh, yeah. I can't do it I on the first one it. either. I can never do it on the first I, one. I have to do it on the second one. I switch to my keyboard, and it does it every time mm. perfectly. Maybe there's and some I'm latency. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's only with him. He's the only one that I missed things with was Macron because his his fist is pumping and stuff like that. But um, I could see, I know the boss fight you're going through, and I could see how it could be challenging on your oh my gosh. level. Yeah. Don't um, do it on yeah. gosh, guys. Just don't. So, Jose, have, have, oh, sorry, let me interrupt. Jose, okay, have you ahead. gotten to that boss with all parries? Which boss? If it's a girl with red hair. It's not Rekka. No, she's she's coming up next. I just finished the one before that. Okay, so I want to hear how you handle that on normal because this was terrible. Jose, I, it sounds I, like I just don't stress about it because all, all three of you stressing a lot about a game that's about a cartoon. So I, you got to calm down a little oh, bit. Oh, gosh. Anyway, Bacon, back I, to you. What have you been playing? On normal, I had no issues with her at all. Just... 
it wasn't hard at all. So it's got to be a difficulty thing. Or you're an old gamer and you're losing your touch. Uh, what have I been playing, gentlemen? I have been playing Dead Space, thanks to Chapo. Um, that game is fantastic. It's creepy. Um, I've never come through every door, ads and more in my life. Every hallway, I'm, I'm, my gun is up the entire time. Um, scaring the bejesus out of me, but it's this remake is so well done. Um, I didn't play the first one, but from what I'm playing now, it's an incredible game, especially that cannon mission out when the everything's blown up. You gotta go redo oh, the. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you only fly. knew how bad the first one was. I can't imagine so of hard. I, yeah, I, I'm uh, imagining because I know you like dolphin diver flop everywhere. Yeah, and that was so much better. So yeah. much better. I thought it was just ingenious that the design of having you do that mission was so incredible. Um, I've also I've, I've gotten in The Last of Us and I'm at bill's place now just pulling in did you see that um, was actually recently on sale digitally bacon was it really yeah they just dropped the price i had it's like 40. i bought it i i did this for Chapo. he's gonna play it too <laughs> um what else have i been playing uh, a little more age of empires uh, but mainly i've put all my time and effort into dead space because it's actually incredibly good so yeah that's about it uh, Bacon, before I throw it over to Jose, Bacon, finish The Last of Us already before the show airs anymore. Jose, um, I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. What have I been playing? Well, no, I, it had to deal with the, the games we were playing, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I, I finished Dead Space, and man, I, I cannot gush enough about this game. I I am I'm, I want to finish my review of Callisto, which is almost ready, and then I'm going to write the one for I write the one for Dead Space. But dude, it is... I'm a huge Dead Space fan. I was a Dead Space fan before all of this. I didn't hate three nearly as much as everybody else. Like I just I love that series. Um, but man, it is. I cannot state how good it is. Not just as a super fan, but like it is truly an incredible sound design. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, it Bacon has hit it on the head that like it is one of those truly those games where you. It's like Resident Evil, where you're just like you see zombies and monsters everywhere that are dead, and you're just like. I don't feel like they're dead and it's just like a high stress thing the whole time. And most of the time they're actually dead, but they do it just enough where you think it's dead and then you walk and then it's up in your face. And um, to be fair, I played it on normal. I, I mean, I probably could have played it on hard and, and passed it. Cause again, I know the story. I know where to go. I finished the game with so many extra like credits and nodes and stuff like that because I just didn't need it. I only, I the plasma cutter is the only thing I powered up besides the suit. Um, That's all and, you and, need. But it, yeah, it is. But but I had such a fun time and I think they did such a great job. Shout out to Motive for they did they redid in just enough of the game to get rid of those crappy parts like we were talking about with Bacon with that boss and some of the outdoor stuff where you were in zero G and just really cleaned up some of those controls. You know, they didn't change any of the story, which is great. Like it was a fine enough story. Um for the record, I am probably not going to go back and play the new game plus like Chance did. Shout out to him because like I I looked at, I actually watched the ending just to watch what it was. Um, and I, I, I appreciate it and I think it's really cool that they added it. Um, I just have so much other stuff that I want to play and there's too much coming out. So I, right now I'm not going to go back. Plus I wanted Bacon to play it. But for those of you that don't know, if you're like kind of on the fence, it is worth trying. And if you can't find a friend to, sh to share the cost and you each try it, um, it, it is truly one of my favorite games it's so well built the level design is incredible they just did such a great job with that space i can't gush enough about it but uh the other things i've been back to hi-fi rush i just finished the second boss hanzo or fonzo or the green-haired guy whatever his name is um 
and that I the really third just, boss? That's like the third boss. Yeah, Wrecker yeah, was Wrecker. Oh, yeah. third boss. Um, I just, I actually enjoy the humor of the game, man. I, I just think they did a great yeah, job. underrated. What I think has helped me, Chance, because I actually agree with you a little bit there. I was stopping for a lot of stuff. Like, I think it's funny, the stuff the robots are saying, but, like, I didn't really care that much. I'm just starting to skip them now. And what I, the, the only frustrating mechanic I think about the tutorials is that like i learn a tutorial and i'm like cool got it i practiced it good thank you and then i go around the corner and there's another robot telling me the same thing again and i've just learned like stop talking to that guy i don't have to talk to him like i already know the move um but really there's loving a, that there's an achievement for talking to all of them just i know, you know but i'm i that's that's a that's a u3 problem that's not my problem so uh i i really do like it a lot i want to finish it um ahead of uh, the 21st, which I'm sure we're going to, we talked about with Atomic Heart because I really want to jump into that. My goal is to get through Hi-Fi Rush and South Park by the 21st. If I can get through those two, I'll be great. The one fly in the ointment to that is Ashika Island comes out next week. And I definitely, again, I, I do want to jump into that. Playing Resurgence was one of my favorite times on Warzone with all the boys. So um, that's what I've been playing, man. In terms of watching, um, other than what we're going to talk about shortly, um, we've been watching um, Succession on HBO. It's been out for a while pretty good show it's a it's a pretty slow burn but it's fascinating it's just kind of about the lifestyles of like the ultra rich and famous in new york and stuff and um we've also been watching we started poker face which is on peacock um and i forgot the name of the actress in it but it's it's an interesting story and like i don't like love it but i kind of want to keep going so maybe it's really good but it's got an all-star cast like the first episode had like adrian brody and benjamin bratt and like all these really big names um for for the show so Anyway, that's what we've been up to, man. It's uh, just a good time to be part of the gaming world. Uh, Jose, that Court of Owls mask is really disturbing. Can you move that somewhere else? I, I just, I, the thing looks like it's staring into my soul. So please. That's what it's supposed to be. Remove that immediately. Uh, guys, let's jump into the Last of Us discussions. Uh, we are four episodes through. Um, I'm really interested to hear what Bubble Boy thinks about this because he's the only person here who actually played the game. And actually, you played both. I haven't even played the second yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I do want to say because he's four, the negative Nelly here. Just so you know, you're not through I, four. I absolutely didn't have time to watch all of them. Where? What are I you mean, through? One. Oh. Uh-oh, oh, you have so much good stuff well, coming. Uh, by. Well, okay. I, uh, let's let's calm down. The last one, no, nah, not very, very. Mad. I saw people I, be I like, disagree. four is incredible." I think it's a great show. Great show. I think three is the best, but anyway, um, chance, what did you think of the first episode? I it's, it's Pedro Pascal is a wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, I, he, he crushed it. I think it, it's so hard. Nobody's ever, they're not going to win. It's one of those lose, lose situations in terms of making everybody happy. I thought the balance of the way it matched the game and the ways it didn't match the game was actually just fine. I'm not going to be like, well, darn it. They did too many of these things. I loved that uh, meme that Pony sent us that had their like, well, his sleeve wasn't rolled up in the game. um, So it's trash. Like my goodness, people, they can't just do the exact same thing as the game. The game was already super cinematic. Um, I, I think the clickers, you know, it, it, it was great seeing those and they did that. Well, it, as my critique of all zombie things go, and I think it's my critique because it sucks and it's probably true. 
I hate it when humans are the baddest bad guys in a zombie show. Like that just sucks. And because I I do think we will eventually die to robots, not not zombies. It'll be robots. But um, I hope that it doesn't have that same effect where we all turn on each other. I hope we can come together as a species and actually be like, yeah, we we need to work together to get past all these robots. Um, and so I like. I, I, I want to like it more than I do, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I'm still just like, dang it, maybe they, I wish they would have found a way to make it less about the humans and more about the clickers. And of course they didn't. The The opening was really cool. I liked the the TV set thing. The talk show thing, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so overall, like happy, want to keep going. Um, Ashley won't watch it. Which yeah, sucks, Allie but, stopped after the first. She's like, yeah. Um, you know, about because I had played them and you know about about what i expected yeah nothing I, to complain I, about though i think i'm right there with chance like I, i'm entertained but i'm not like blown away like you guys are especially i'm shocked bacon you're like really into it but um i think it's well made like it, like uh claire oh, mentioned sure. earlier like hbo yeah all their shows are great like we're watching i tried to get something else for ali to watch and so we're watching true detective season three i saw the first two and i'm on three. Oh yeah just the I, way I they do it they're just so well made but anyway go ahead yeah there's very few show no just quick like there's very few shows out there right now that like i think that have any sort of following to them that you wouldn't probably get sucked into if you yeah. actually gave it time right and especially on hbo yeah. even if it's not necessarily your genre of things like we kind of talked about look how many people fell in love with game of thrones and it has dragons and stuff so yeah. um yeah i'm i'm glad it's good I, I do want to uh, let's uh, we can't really talk about the next three episodes. So whenever you catch up, I mean, chance, honestly, you can no, I, I because I there are know. some, there are some changes I, okay. that I just want to okay. talk about. Okay. They're not like, okay. it's not like crazy chance, but there's a moment at the end of two. Right? I still laugh about every time, but anyway, and three is really good. Three was the highlight for me, but um, go ahead, bacon. So for me, um, this show allows so much more context than the game does because as I if I'm not if I wasn't paying attention to the first episode in the game and looking at the newspaper clippings and reading the letters to know about how this all happened, you really have to try yeah, but to my get kind the of story argument to that, in the game. My kind of argument, Bacon, is that does that really matter though when you're playing the game? Like you know, zombies like these clickers took over, and you're like kind of tying into what chance said the show was about the last of us. So it is about right. the last of people. And I think Gene Park wrote that in a tweet saying how the show's not about the zombies chance. Sorry. It's never going to be about the clickers. I know you know that, but like it is about the last of human survivors and that's why it's going to be focused on Ellie and Joel's story. But, but I always I, like I, to know I like how the context, but I, <sighs> How something happened? How how this? They fungus... didn't really explain much. They only I, had those I mean, two op cold openings. That was it. But it helped. It helped substantially. I thought they were zombie zombies until the show, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but into the first episode, is that the end of Tess, or is that? I mean, they are zombies. Is that right? going too far? <laughs> That's what I was going to say too, Chance. They are a form of zombies. zombies. <laughs> uh, no, no, he's not there yet. No, the end of episode okay, one so is two just was, them. okay. Um, yeah, so no. I won't, but he I already won't knows that Tess dies, so it's it's no big. Sorry, spoilers. Well, I know, he, but he doesn't know how. Tess Wait, <laughs> what? Okay, but I agree. I, I agree with Chance, and that's one thing that um is kind of bugging me in the play through the game that it's more 
me fighting humans so far than I am fighting clickers or my and, and, and I even texted you that Dan I'm like I can't yeah. believe how many people I'm having guys, everyone out there the game, the game is where you can no AI. stop because the game is where you can absolutely have that critique right like right. my goodness all I'm doing is killing people like it's all I'm doing is killing people I've killed like four clickers yeah. And I ran away from two of them. I'm like, I, I, you mentioned earlier, like I'm having trouble getting through. I'm like, well, actually, Bacon, you probably sneak through a lot of all of the clicker parts. You can literally just walk past that. You don't even have to engage them if you don't want to. Oh, um, are you so actually, why don't I know the answer to this? Are you playing the, He's the playing part the one, one, like the remaster? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm doing the, the full on remake, the but PS5. It is. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. It is the same. It, does, it, it plays the it exact is. same. Yeah. So it's, he's not that's getting some, a different gameplay my, experience. Still no jumping. That's my big. Comp- that's and, my big. And what's complaint. The, what is the crouching? Is like, is it just automatic? Like you have to like go up against it, or is there an actual crouch button? No, there's a crouch button. Okay, and I was going to say that listen, listening button where yes, you can turn on your superhuman hearing. Spam the heck out of um, that is all I'm going to say. My big critique of this game is just the floaty shooting mechanic. Yeah, is uh, Naughty Dog games have always been terrible. Like that. Always been like that, bacon. You're God, it's so bad. Have you done a lot of ladder carrying? Yeah, I've only had to carry parts. a couple. Pl- I've carried a and couple planks, moving and Ellie, moved a couple trash cans. Yep. Yes, Ellie does <laughs> get in the way. No, uh, Bacon. Yes. By the way, Bacon thinks Ellie and Tessa are the ones get him being. You know, she seen totally. No, dude, I'm telling you, they're like invisible to the enemies. <laughs> if you are seen, it's because or they oh, react. Man. It's because they are reacting oh, to you. They are cursing Ellie weird. so hard in the museum. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Getting out from behind cover. Yeah, Next no. thing, I got three dudes just blasting it's, me. I'm like, it's Ugh. funny you say that, Bacon, because I remember the first time I played the game. It was right at the beginning in Boston, and Ellie like walks out. I'm like, what are you doing? You're gonna, you're gonna get me. What are you doing? I was freaking out, and I was like, wait a second. They're not responding. And I looked it up. It's like, don't worry about them. That they, they don't react to your AR partners uh, wherever they are. So um, I'm excited for you to finish. And I'm excited to hear what Jose thinks. And it's going to be really weird because Jose is going to experience the show probably way before he finishes the game. But uh, I'd like to talk yeah, more about the, it. But we can save it for next week. Part of it already happened, right? In no, the of... ending, dude. Don't say it either. But, but here's the thing. Spoiler. Bacon already knows the ending chance. How messed up is that? I'm an adult. I, actually, so, I think I actually watched. Uh, um, just don't. I started. About it. Jose does it. Jose, do you know the ending? I know. Okay, I well, started, Jose, I mean, stay I'm away. Not, I, I have a pretty good idea, it. but I don't know for sure. I'm. But I, I, when I went to start two, I watched a um, wrap up video on YouTube ugh. about the story of the first one. So that's how I knew everything because I'm like, I don't want to play a game from the PS3 generation. So I'm like, I'm just going to jump There's right into. There's already the remaster on PS4 before I they get came. it. The other me alone. <laughs> so mean. Let's close. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to do a top five list. We haven't done one in a while. It ties into it with the best food wait, we can had. Can I this get week. my opinion on Last of Us over here? No, we already heard yours. <laughs> you, you, we, we already I'm heard yours. Kidding. It was just first episode. I, I thought I wanted to hear more about the second, third, and fourth when chances were. Well, I, the only thing I want to add, and then I'll leave truly, the only thing is that well, I know well, I know Ali and Ashley are not into it. Victoria loves it. And I know Nell loves it too. Like, yeah. legitimately, like, that's, that's how I gauge a show because. You know me. I love everything. I love crappy movies. I love crappy shows. I Resident love good Evil shows. Netflix. Wolves. But like, I love Resident <laughs> Evil. You, you I, I, I don't think Jose did tell us what he thought of the, you know, the big spoiler twist from the beginning. The big spoiler twist from the beginning? Oh, it's, oh spoiler, spoiler warning, spoiler it's, warning. Somebody dying right at the beginning. Of, yeah. Oh, I mean, to, to be fair, like. Did you know that was happening? I played it. The game, I just was like, Joel has to become bitter because I know he hates Ellie at first. So he, 
at the only like the only equation that fits is that he has a daughter that dies. Like that's just from like being a human. So that wasn't like, impactful to you when you watched it? No, it was absolutely impactful. And it's I thought, again, I encourage you all. I know Dan doesn't like to waste all his precious time, but spend the five minutes and watch the after shows because they're really they're very interesting hearing from Neil Druckmann and the directors and stuff. And that specific one in that episode, he said with that specific scene, they rehearsed it one time and then they recorded. Because they were like, we wanted it to be as raw and like as we could. And I think in the they game or in the show, job. in the show, like the the actress and and Pedro again, who's amazing. He's an amazing actor, but like that's a big scene to be like, all right, one take, you ready? Yep, let's rock to hit it on take two. Like that's that's pretty incredible. And so again, I encourage you to take that time if you have it. You know, if you don't have an extra ten minutes in your schedule, you might need to rearrange some things. That's a pop tart reference for Chance. He understands it. Speaking of pop tarts, perfect segue, guys. Let's go into a top five list. It's been a while since we did it. We are going to rank the official Nerd Chant ranking top five pop tart flavors. Uh, we will close off with Bubble Boy because he wanted to do a top five. I'll go second to last, but we're going to start with X Bacon Gaming because apparently this man hates Pop Tarts. And this is why I fired him earlier today because he said they were worthless and that he'd rather have donuts. He's only had two flavors in his life. He complained about no. them being dry. Like, what is going on? Quickly, I want to hear your caca list. I've had one flavor twice, and that is strawberry. So um, that's going to be number one. So, number five. I'm going to go with s'mores would probably be pretty tasty because everyone loves a good s'more. Um, number four, I'm going to go Oreo because who doesn't love Oreo? Um, number three, I'm going to go raspberry because I think the, 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 the berry will offset the dryness of what sure is pop tarts. And then number two, I'm going to switch up a little bit and probably go with fudge because I think fudge would be okay. Um, my argument with Pop-Tarts is they're not very filling and they're dry. A donut. Do you place them way in better. the toaster oven or the toaster? No. These, and do you have them with be milk? Like Twinkies. <laughs> these things are going to be like Twinkies in um, the zombie movie. What's it called? Zombieland. A great movie. Zombieland. Zombieland. It's what's going to last forever. They're dry, but that's just me. All right, fired. Moving on, Jose. Let's see if you can redeem the show here on these hot pop tarts. Oh, I was about to get fired too. Oh, but I love pop tarts. It's not because I don't love them. I love pop tarts. But the truth is, though, I absolutely despise the brown sugar ones. Absolutely hate them. Like I think they're just <laughs> Tan's choking over there. I, well, I, that's I, because you're an idiot. Thank they're, you. They're Holy shit. They don't taste terrible. Whenever, whenever we get the like boxes of the multi packs, those were always left over, and they lasted so long in the pantry that we'd throw them away. You, Julio will back me up on this, my brother. Like straight up, oh, he the hated them. Idiots! I, I, so, oh my, my official ranking. I'm I'm over here with bacon. I had s'mores at number five as well. I do like the s'mores, but again, it's I'd rather just have a s'more than buy that for like a breakfast food or a snack. Uh, number four, strawberry with no frosting. Uh, that's my number four. No, okay. you can't, not allowed. I, I'm three. sorry. Dude, these guys are off both fired. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I, number no three. frosting number four? 
But here, I'm going to explain it. Give me a minute. Number three, cherry with frosting. I think the cherry with frosting is pretty good. Number two, blueberry with frosting. And number one, the best one by far is the strawberry with frosting. Classic one. It's the one everyone wants. It's the one everybody wanted as a kid. Here's why I didn't pick the other ones. The other flavors are too sweet and gross. That's not what that is meant for. Like the crazy 90s one that was like purple with the turquoise zigzagging. That's caca. Like, you know, I respect the Oreo one. To be fair, I've never had it. So I didn't want to rank it in there. But like. I just I do like pop tarts. I just I I do think that they are a bit dry. I have them with milk, but I enjoy them. I just don't want packs and packs of them. Guys, are we eating muffins? Are we are we eating muffins right now? No, like do you want everything to be donuts. moist? Do you yes, want everything donut, to be but. moist? I mean, sure, why not? That's what she said. Donuts aren't dry. So, num- that's my t- that's my list right there. All I, right. I, I, I uh, okay, these aren't donuts. Bubble boy, please show me a I, ranking that's worthwhile. And I, I will totally redeem this podcast. I think here um, because I, I have to start out by saying the unfrosted ones are an affront to human ingenuity. Um, they're an assault to my person. Um, Idiot. I just, I don't know why they make the unfrosted ones. I, I, uh, I, I didn't know people bought them. I'm sorry, Jose. I, that, I feel very. To be fair, it was like we got like the generic ones. It ranks at number four. And he's buying generic pop tarts. I would put that above the other caca flavors. At least the strawberry filling's good inside. Uh, I agree, Chipo. Oh, stick to your. Okay, Chip, thank you, Chance. Bacon. Please tell me your list. Okay. Redeem oh my God. Segment. So, um, nightmare. I'm like, I can't even read words because what does that say on there? My brain is still with the unflavored and not the brown sugar. All right. So um, cookies and cream coming in at number five, coming in at number four, the chocolate fudge Pop-Tart coming in at number three, the wild berry Pop-Tart coming in at number two, the blueberry frosted Pop-Tart and coming in at the only, the only one I actually will ever continue to buy. Those other ones I had to like try and remember and guess about which one was my favorite. Um, The one that I could eat boxes and boxes of and will continue to eat boxes and boxes of is brown sugar cinnamon. Oh, I was going to say unfrosted cherry. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Bra- frosted brown sugar cinnamon. Absolutely. Thank the you. only pop He's absolutely right, I'm, Jose. I'm not, I'm not clicking that button. Oh, He's my gosh. So here's my ranking also. Oh, yeah. I like this idea. Number five, raspberry. I feel like this would be higher on my list, Chance, but I haven't had it in a long time. And I thought I bought it tonight, but I bought cherry. And cherry's not yeah, nearly as good. Well, it's yeah. fine. It was fine, but I was like, this is not raspberry. Number four, this is a new one, the waffle. If you guys like Eggo waffles, this flavor is legit. It tastes it. My it, mom had those in delicious. Yep. Number three, confetti. You know I'm a funfetti guy, and I love the sweets. Sorry, Jose. I love funfetti stuff. Uh, number three for that one. Number two, respect to one of the berries. And I felt like of all of them, I, I feel like raspberry might be ahead, but I, again, I didn't get to try it recently. So I put strawberry at number two. But again, there's a huge gap. It's like the rest of these flavors, two through five, everything else is way below the goat, the greatest of all time. Chance had it right. The brown sugar cinnamon. And not only do we have uh, me and Bubble Boys uh, 
direct you know votes for it being number one. But look on the website for poptarts.com, I did the research with, with the ratings, the reviews on their site. Here is their top five. Bruh. Number five, blueberry at a 4.7 out of five with 174 ratings. Number four, s'mores, 4.7 with 188 reviews. Number three, cherry. 4.8, but only with 197 reviews. Number two, Strawberry, 4.7 with 375 reviews. So you see the jump right there. And then number one, as rated on poptarts.com by reviewers who wrote who went to the website and put it as their favorite flavor brown sugar cinnamon 4.8 with 385 reviews you heard it here first you guys that is the official nerd chant ranking of pop tart flavors and we all know long live the brown sugar cinnamon uh, we, hold on we've got a call coming in call coming in right now we're about to get yelled at <laughs> <laughs> so much suspense She's not going to answer. She knows I'm recording. Dang it. I wanted to get Allie's. I'm going to keep calling her. Guys, let's close the show like we always do with the best food we had this week. Bacon, take it away. What was the best food you had this week? Oh, my wife made before the show some uh, beef enchiladas today. It seems to be a, a, a thing with us that she hits uh, the Hispanic food and it was very tasty. And um, I did uh, sneak a couple red vines today uh, from a friend, and that was pretty tasty. So Contraband. Yes. That's about it. All right, Dan's on the phone. I'll go next over here. Uh, so last Sunday, we went to my parents' house. They got us Chipotle for dinner, which was awesome. Delight. And I had a delightful, massive burrito. Like I, a couple weekends ago, we had it, and they gave me this ridiculous thing. Everybody felt bad for me at the table. Um, but this one made up for it. It was absolutely delightful, and it was uh, – a great way to to end the week. So it's been a good week of food, man. Hoping for it's Popeye Friday tomorrow. I'm super excited. Can't wait. Oh, and and we get to go to the melting pot tomorrow because it's Victoria's Ooh. birthday this weekend. All so right. excited for that as well. Um, well, I'll pick it up. Uh, yeah. So it's if you didn't know, it's National School Counselor Week, um, and so I've I've gotten some really really cool things from kids. Um, Congrats, and- buddy. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm a school counselor, um, so shout out to all the school counselors out there. If that's um, the way you choose to make your money, it's it's never boring. That's why I love it. I have yet to ever be bored. Um, but anyway, so um, our business teacher, Miss um, Coleman, got us crumble cookies. Um, and do you guys remember back when we were talking about um, pies, the butter cake pie that I was talking about? Yeah. I had a Kentucky butter cake crumble cookie oh my god um so miss coleman thank you so much it was incredible it tasted exactly like i expected um and ashley knows nothing about it so very nice bubble boy guys we have a special guest she just wrote in here live now on the show is my wife allison Wunzik. Allie, please tell us your top two pop tart flavors <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I only have two. I don't have five. I would say number two would be strawberry with, um, I think, just like vanilla sprinkle icing. And number one would be brown sugar. Thank you so much. You are number one. Blink twice if you're being held hostage by Dan out there. (laughs) Jose said blink twice if you're being held hostage. 
by me. Yeah, I was I was watching Shark Tank and I was really into it. And Daniel forced me to call and be on the show. <laughs> Typical. Typical. Love you guys. Love you. All right, thank you for calling in. She is lying. She called me there, and you heard How it here first, folks. Brown How come she got dilly dilly. She got away with two, and I had to bring five. That's not fair. Well, I mean, it's on the, I, in all the fairness, I was sitting there, and I was like, this is the time. I give Daniel so much crap when he doesn't have a full five list. This is the one where I should do it. Um, there's one. There's only one flavor. I mean, it's true. There I almost wanted to just do pull a chance and write brown sugar, brown sugar, brown sugar, cinnamon the whole way through, but I participated. Guys, the best food I had this week, I'll be quick. Went back to Burrito Express. I got three of those dang breakfast burritos, you guys. And three? Yeah, you ate three and I ate three sitting? in one day, in one day, two at bedtime, yeah. and then after a gaming session at like two a.m., I ate one. Big mistake, but I loved it at the time. So that is the best food I had this week, guys. This has been the Nerd Chat. Jose is in shock and all over there. Dude, I, am really, yeah, I can't believe I'm alive. So Ninety. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have a code for when you show up they're gonna be like that guy's back 90 dude they know they know actually it's funny seven next time you know it's funny guys is he actually only charged me 25 this time because he knows he's like this he's like you always get the ones without the potatoes he's like just give me 25 this time and he thought it was a last meal but he thought you were (laughs) ended end of times over there nerd chat episode 93 we talked about the abk acquisition nintendo direct some chat gpt i have no idea what the heck that is halo the some of the last of us and of course delicious food and apparently shocking stuff flavor choices by chipotle bear you can follow me at daddy duwali across all social media you can follow the show at the nerd chat across all social media uh chipotle bear where can people find you you can find me on uh, Twitter, Chipotle underscore bear, having a lot of time chatting with folks on there. A lot of really cool stuff happening with our friends. If you saw that tweet from Ains today, their show is actually doing really well. Super happy for season gaming over there. You can also find me on Instagram at Chipotle bear and on Twitch at Chipotle bear. If you want to see me play through hi-fi rush. And then I don't know if I'm actually going to stream South park. It's not because I don't want to, but just like, it's a little you inappropriate. To- no, you should and, totally. St- that's a streaming game. Putting my face on that with like school stuff is probably not a great idea. So I probably won't do that. Uh, but otherwise, excited to be on there shortly for uh, Modern Warfare and, of course, Atomic Heart when it comes out. That's where you can find me. And Bubble Boy, where can people find you? Oh, at the farm, cheering for the Chiefs at the <sighs> Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, we had a big that. family debate because Chase has a gorgeous new house, my older brother. Um, and so he graciously offered where? to host um, Is he South too? Shore. No, he lives South Shore out by uh, Cherokee Trail. So like Southeast Aurora, Tornado Alley. Yep. Okay. Um, but the Chiefs are 1-0 and in Super Bowls that we watched at the farm, and they're 0-1 in Super Bowls that we didn't watch mm. at the farm. So I was like, Uh-oh. I was like, I don't even understand why we're having this conversation. We are watching it at the farm, at Gammy and Gams' house. I, I, I can't comprehend. I thought you said they were 0-1 the great- there. No, one and we're one and zero when watching oh. at the farm. Zero and one when watching yep. other places. Got to stick so with you it. Can find me at the farm, as Jason Kelsey would say. Um, every action that every fan takes, whether they're at the stadium or at home, um, has a direct impact on the outcome of the game. So, what an idiot! And eggs, bacon. Where can people find you? Hey, Chance, did you see the shipping on that mystery box? I was a little upset about that. Uh, hey, at least oh, hey, at least it wasn't thirty dollars for, for that LED, guys. Thirty nine ninety five. That was a dollar. Nine ninety five. Standard like, shipping. What? 
I got and my. I, had to com- I did too. I was like, I still have to commit. Like, my goodness, I better not get that grounded T-shirt. <laughs> well, you can find me at X Bacon Gaming everywhere. Um, and uh, as our new NFL coach, uh, Mr. Peyton says. I can't cheer for anyone exactly. in our division to do anything. So down with the Chiefs. I hope nobody wins the Super Bowl. As always, you non-Chiefs fans, see you online. 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 Let's say you're driving along the road with your family, and you're driving along, la la la, woo. And then all of a sudden, there's a truck tire in the middle of the road, and you hit the brakes. Whoa, that was close. <laughs> Now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brake pads. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the back seat, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy! Not now, damn it! Truck tire! I can't stop! Help! There's a cliff! And your family's screaming, Oh my God, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs! In comes a meat wagon! And the medic gets out and says, Oh my God! New guy's in the corner puking his guts out! All because you want to save a couple extra pennies. (laughs) The Nerd Chat, an Xbox podcast is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. The show was created by Daniel Walensic, and you can follow him at Daddy D. Wally across all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at Bubbleboy N7. The intern to the assistant to the assistant to the co-hosts is Jason Jarrett, and you can follow him at X Bacon Gaming. You can also follow the show at the Nerd Chat across all social media. And if you'd like to find out more about the show, visit nerdchatmedia.com.